the Sly Guy. Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. Oh no, I'm out of the studio again, damn it. Listen, you all know that there's a really restricted lockdown again. It's not my fault, it's the government's fault. So if you want to have beef, write to your local MLA. In fact, do it. You know, fuck it. Let's, let's be done with complaining to people and complain on Facebook. Let's take action. Let's rise up, write their MLAs and say, listen, can Dave go and do his, his podcast in the studio, please? Because we much prefer it. Now, albeit it's sweet for me because I'm in my house. I'm relaxing. I'm literally wearing no bottoms. I just have everything hanging out of my manscape balls and deck just airing themselves in the house. And it's nice. Now, you're probably going, that's inappropriate because you've got two young children. Yes, my friend, but they're in the garden. Now, are they in the garden playing? Nah, they're just in the garden, having a good time, living their best life. Freezing, just letting daddy do the podcast. Where's my wife? Also in the garden, locked out. They're locked up, can't get me out. Oh, Acon, come back, man. That's what 2021 needs. Acon to return to save them. But anyway, we're still doing the podcast. Hopefully, now things will change. Hopefully, the lockdown won't be as strict maybe in a week or two. You know, once, you know, the, 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 the peak curves you know once the peak curves a little bit drops you know once it once it stops peaking and becomes a plateau and then starts de-escalating it works you know we'll be all good but as it stands you shouldn't be out of house there's a curfew it's like the purge i wish it was the purge maybe that's what i should do accidentally watch the purge and pretend that i just thought it was the news and then just go out and you know hey but it is what it is, and we're here. And hopefully, the content of the podcast, hopefully, the mm, the sound of the podcast is of a good enough standard that you enjoy listening to it. And if you don't, write to your MLA, say let Davey in the studio, and also sack Ben the snake rap because he's the one responsible for sound. Will he argue that? Oh no, Davey's the one that had to put his setup up, he had to put his recording together. Yes, but you know why? Because he's a pussy ass bitch. All right, and that's what pussy ass bitches do. Blame other people. And you know what? If you want to be like, oh, excuse me, I thought you said you were a feminist and you're called pussy ass. Listen, you can be a guy pussy ass bitch as well. It's gender fluid. A pussy ass bitch is just somebody who just flits in and out of whatever gender suits the behavior of a pussy ass bitch. So don't at me. And if you do at me, you get one of those, which is a fucking stiff elbow to the keister which is the butt, but hey, that's how I fight. I fight dirty, all right? I'm a dirty boy. Anyway, there we have it. Hopefully things will change. I did say, you know, things would change. Speaking of changes, my wife has had the COVID vaccination. What about that? My wife, as as, uh, you may know, if you're a regular listener of the show, if you're a patron, you'll know she is a nurse. She um, nurses people. And being a frontline worker, got that vaccine, you know, and she's happy about it. She's happy to get the vaccine, you know. Um, I'm not, to be totally honest with you, because it means now she is controlled by the government. It means now the government have total control of her. It means she's been infiltrated by the government. It means Sammy Wilson lives with me. It means Marching O'Mulier shares a kitchen with me. It means I am no longer safe or free from the government. You know, that's the way it is. Now, some people will argue that the vaccine is like going to stimulate your body 
to produce the antibodies necessary to fight off coronavirus. That's what some people would say. Some nerds would be like, this is going to build antibodies that'll help you get better and help you get back to normal. That's what people will say. They'll say, it'll help you get back to normal, but we all know that's fake. We all know that the government are tracking us. You know, they don't already have enough information on us with our phones, with our emails, with our um, dental records, our doctor records, our signing up to the, the, the boohoo.com. Like, they, they don't already know enough about us. They need some sort of, like, T-1000 Terminator liquid fluid injection into us to, to be able to fully track us. Like, satellites aren't enough. You know, CCTV, not enough. This liquid fluid, which is taken from a clear vial and put into your that's the tracking agent they need for their specific government satellites. Edwin Poots is there, it's Torment, watching you. You know, to be fair, he mightn't be watching, he can definitely hear you, but he mightn't be, he mightn't be, but that's, that's what the government are now doing. They control it. My wife is now a DUP slash Sinn Féin member. Now, I mean, that is very forward thinking, to be fair. That's a very, you know, positive way look at it she's now both Sinn Féin and the UP which some people might say is the worst combination other people might go very forward thinking you know cross the divide but basically the government are now controlling her because that's what the vaccine's about now all the other vaccines we get like the flu you know the BCG which to be fair scarred me up good and proper that is fine we'll take all those more scared of this one and now she's a government agent so I'm just kind of stuffed so basically for me what I'm just going to do is just try to enjoy the rest of my life, whatever of it's left. Because, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen now, whether the government is just going to take over and my wife's going to turn into some sort of sociopathic... Well, I said turn into. She's going to be a different kind of sociopathic maniac. She's not going to be the normal sociopathic maniac. She's going to be a special sociopathic maniac with the government behind her. Again, why the government want to stop this guy? Who knows? Why the government want to stop... Billy in the street. Who knows why the government want to stop? I guess to just in in fairness, Kaelin in the street. Who knows? But that's what people are saying on Facebook. And if it's being said on Facebook by people on the dole, I'm listening. So there we have it. That's it. Yeah, my wife, sociopathic maniac, controlled by the government. There you have it. That's what she is. That's what I'm married to. That's fine. Now, that being said, just before she got the vaccine. I got a small victory over. Now, again, if anyone out there is married, they will know the small victories, little battles here and there mean a lot. You don't always win the war, of course, but the little battles are very important, you know, because what happened was my eldest daughter, who's three, was being looked after by her granny, whatever. My wife took it upon herself to be like, right, we need to go for a walk which is fine. You know, she wanted to go for a walk and that was her prerogative. She said, listen, I fancy going on a walk, which I thought to myself, you do you, honey, boo-boo. Okay, you do whatever you want. That's cool. Then she says to me, you should come as well. Now, at that point, I absolutely 0% wanted to go on that walk. You know those days where you're just exhausted? You can think of nothing you want to do less. It's like, nah, I really don't want to do it. And for some reason, you build up the courage to be truthful to your wife. Because listen, most of the time, we just lie for an easy life. Do you want to, do you want to go to the park with the kids? Would you, would you like to go um, would you like to go to the zoo? What would you, what, like, she would say to me, what would you like to do? Honestly, 
sit in my bed, get a wee nap, watch something on Netflix, play a bit of FIFA, who knows? You know, just a bit of me time, you know? Sometimes just a little bit of me, you know? A little bit of me. But in that moment, I was like, you know what? I don't fancy going for a walk. And she was like, what? You, why? And then what was bizarrely, zero to 100, do you just want to sit here and die? And I was like, bit aggressive. You know what? That, how does that translate? She goes, if you don't get up and start exercising, you're going to die. And I was like, oh, okay. So you've now decided after Christmas has passed that you want to start exercising. I have to want to do that too. Neglecting the fact, now we both have matching Fitbits, by the way, because there was a bit of, by the way, this is nothing, well, there was a bit of an issue between the two of us in that she thought my Fitbit, which was an older version, was fake and giving me higher scores and stuff than her, which she just didn't agree. Now the exact same model, still getting higher scores. But what she argues is because I've got short legs, I do more steps. Now to be fair, very short legs, longer upper body. My legs are actually swinging in the seat right now and, and that's fine, but it is the case. And as well as doing steps, the, the Fitbit manages other things such as your sleep. Now the previous night before this big walk, what did old, old Muggins here get sleep? Five hours, five and a half hours, something like that. That was probably about the fourth consecutive night of about five and a half hours. Eventually, this big juggernaut just needs to be put into the garage and just left on, you know, get the wee electric charger in, leave him be for a couple of days, let him recharge. I say a couple of days, probably just an hour. Just give me an hour's piece, please. That'll be fine. What did she get? Nine and a half hours that night. So she's rested, ready to go. I was with the babies. I was knackered. One of the kids is away. I was like, you know what? I don't want to go for a walk, you know? And I was like trying to do it in such a way where it wasn't being negative. I was just like, nah, you know, if you want to go, I just thought we could do it as a family. I'm like, yes. You know, you did think that, but not going to happen. On a side note, I had just been to the dump with the Christmas rubbish. So like I had a, a full car full of Christmas rubbish. I'd been to the dump, I'd sat in the queue, I'd watched the rain absolutely beat down in the window. I got out to throw in the dump, got soaked, came back, was like, it's raining excessively out there it's far too wet to go for a walk and she was like no i went out to the bins there and it was phony drizzle and i was like yes you walked probably two meters to the bins which were protected and covered yet i was out in the elements soaked she's like no no and i said right okay let's let's do do go for the walk then and she was like right okay i've got this route in in my head and i was like oh i have a route in my head too and it's you um but she goes i have this route in my head it takes an hour and a half. I was like, an hour and a fucking half in the rain? Are you mad? But in my, in my, that's my, my head. I went, are you fucking, an hour and a half? Are you fucking mad? What I said was, maybe a bit long. You know, could you not go for a shorter walk? Once again, and by this point, she's at the pram. Do you just want to die? Do you, do you just want to die? I've decided I'm going to die. Now you're just the big fattest pig ever. And it's like, hold on. Literally a day ago, we were just scooping camembert into each other's mouth with our fingers. You know, that was what we were at a day ago. Now you've decided cleanse. I have to be involved. I was just like, listen, and in my head, I'm like, if you go for this hour and a half walk, I'll get probably an hour sleep, which will take me up to like six hours sleep, which might make me feel a little bit more energetic. So ultimately what happened there was I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then we went for the walk anyway. So it was one of those scenarios, you know, where you're they're there, you're arguing with your wife or your partner or whatever, and there's always one who's the boss. Now, I put my hands up and say, she's the boss. Like, she is great. She is the, the captain of this ship. She is, again, always front and center. I like to use the analogy 
um, that she is of, of football. You know, if we're going back to, again, some people may get this, some won't, to the 1998 World Cup, my wife is Zinedine Zidane. You know, she's front and center, the skill, the control. This guy, Didier Deschamps. I do stuff behind the scenes. You know, all the jobs that you just take for granted that are gross, emptying the bins, washing the baby's bottles, you know, feeding the baby, all that kind of stuff. I just do stuff which is like, you know, it's below the, it's not, it's not flashy. You know, she does a wash, to be fair to her. She puts on a wash and she's like fucking doing Christ turns like Zidane and all, you know, does that and praising about it. I just do all the under, under the ground stuff. You know, I just do that. It's fine. It's busy. And it's grand. That's the way it works. It's good. But sometimes you have to defend. And sometimes I'd be like, nah, I don't really want to go for the walk. So then we got out for the walk. All right. We probably got, I'd say, no, this is an hour and a half walk. Probably a 10 minutes into it. And she was like, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And I went, oh, really? Why, why is that? She goes, it's raining really heavily. And I was like, oh, what made you think that? And she's like, oh, it's the fact that I'm wearing four layers. They're soaked through. I've got a bobble hat on, and the bobble is now matted down my face. I was like, hey, listen. At that point, you know, you're no longer, you're, you're no longer annoyed. You don't want to argue. You're just sort of happy to revel in the fact that you were right. You know, you're just happy to go, well... There you have it. Now, to be fair, once I did, went on the walk, it was pleasant. What I will say, though, I was fully soaked through completely from head to toe. I did ruin my favorite pair of shoes because I said to her, listen, I don't think we should. They're ruined now. I'll have to order a new pair, which is like 70 quid, which is a bollocks, but it is what it is. Um, and again, I would take my clothes being ruined to, you know, prove my point to be right. And that was what we did. That was how we celebrated the gap between Christmas and New Year by going for that walk. Now, the one thing is I've got leverage now, so I can use that to my benefit between now and just be like, listen, remember the last time and, and I was proved right. And that does happen a lot with us. You know, we will often be in a scenario whereby my wife will make a decision. If I disagree with it, I go along with it more often than not just to prove myself to be right. Cause I know, listen, if you know something for a factor, you go along with it and then you're proved right. Now there are very few, there are, there are the odd occasions where I'm not right, but I'm never wrong. All right. But you know, there's that. So it was a nice victory to hold over. But again, you know, she, she means well, has these big ideas in her head. These, this next walk, it'll be all good with the family. Without a three-year-old, which is sly because she would ruin everything. She ruins everything. We went to Mount Stewart. She just screamed the whole way around. I had to carry her. That's another reason why sometimes I don't like going on these activities because I end up with a short straw just carrying a body around me. You know, and sometimes it's a bit tiring. Like, oh, see, why don't you enjoy this walk? Because I'm trailing a four-stone person over my shoulder. That's why. You know, you do it. Oh, I couldn't. I'm not strong enough. Exactly. You're walking around there with this real designer pram looking all sweet and all. Like, life's great. I'm sweating, dragging this bag of spuds. It's flipping all over the show. Screaming in my ear. Ah, it's stressful. You know, what I need is some downtime. Now, what I will say, my wife is away out with both kids for a walk now without me. But what am I doing? recording a podcast and then before i recorded this podcast i recorded a video which is going to be over on patreon which is just where i ate the hottest sauce in the world and i'm, I'm actually i could be dead you know could be dead now that's what that's how i feel my mouth burnt my eyes burnt i cried i sweated it was a real um eventful moment but that's that's what we like to do you know it's coming to the end of the year 2020 is a year that um you know, it's fair to say it's not been ideal. You know, it's not been ideal. It's one of those scenarios, we've spoken about this in the podcast before, whenever I knew. Again, like arguing with your wife, you know, 2020 was a year that as soon as you realize you're not going to beat it, you just have to go along with it. Just ride that wave. 
and I was able to use the year to get a few wee projects I just didn't really have the time to do done. Like this podcast. I was able to move this podcast to the studio and now 2020 shitting on me again that I can't be there. But hopefully, you know, it'll be another couple of weeks. I, I respect the snake rat enough that, you know, I wouldn't want to put him or his family in any risk, you know, but it is what it is. So we're here again. Hopefully it'll not be the full six weeks, maybe one or two. I'll try to convince him each time I pay him more, you know, we might get him full PPE. Who knows? But that's, you know, where we're at um, at the minute. And 2020, you know, it's been a year that a lot of people will forget. But I think there are, listen, it's like anything. You need to look at the positives. There are things that I hope people can take from this year that maybe we'll not take for granted in the future. You know, the big thing of 2020 is I announced a show in the Ulster Hall. So for next year in 2021, you know, people can be like, I really love my family and to show my love for my family, I'll buy tickets to the show. Also, as well as that, what you could do is just say, listen, you know, we, we've been together a lot this year. We've learned a lot about each other. Let's, let's, let's enjoy the moment. Let's go on the holidays we, we were putting off. Let's do the things we wanted to do. Let's live for the moment instead of living for the future because who knows what the future holds? Why am I so wise? when I'm so dense, you know, that's it. Do that, be positive, but let's also be aware of the negatives and let's sort of, you know, try and stop those as well. For example, one of the big things I've seen in 2020 that I'm not a fan of is sea swimming. Now, some people are going to be out there going, what, you don't like sea, just because you would never, who would want to sea swim? Seriously, what do you get out of sea swimming other than just something to post on social media. Because that's it. Like, no one just goes sea swimming for the crack. Like, nobody just goes sea swimming because they genuinely want to go sea swimming. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't seem like a day passes now without someone putting, like, oh, I'm in the sea. It's like, good, stay there. <laughs> stay there, get pneumonia, don't come out. Go into the sea with shackles on, please, because you're a prick. It just seems to be, like, sea swimming overcompensates for people who are boring. You know, they put stuff up. Oh, look at me, I'm mad. Maybe if you were, like, 14, that was mad. But when you're 38, stop it. You know, stop doing that kind of thing. You know what I mean? And especially when people are posting them. Like, fair enough, if you're, like, up the north coast or somewhere where the sea is the sea and it's grand. People are swimming in Belfast Lock like it's fucking Mike Mykonos. You know, they're in there like, oh, I'm just like, no. It's a shipping channel you're swimming in. You go in there, swim about, and come out with an extra ditty. It's not wise. It's not going to be nice. You come out there and be like, oh, is this seaweed? No, it's a rubber johnny filled with spunk. That's not ideal. You know, some people will come out and be like, oh, no, they've got this condom on throat. Other people will be like, mm, fruit. You know, but each to their own. Stop sea swimming. It's bad for you. You get rashes. You get skin disease. You get raw sewage all up on yourself. But hey, if it's worth it to get a photo of you in a Santa hat being mad, do it. Because that's what it is. People just want to be mad. People think they're mad. Oh, he's so mad. You know, it's like, oh, he's a bad. It's always people that do mad things or people who are like overcompensating for something else who maybe are just boring guys. Like I put my hands up and admit I'm a boring guy, but I'm comfortable being a boring guy. I can come on this podcast. I can rant. I can be bitter. I can get it off my chest and I feel great. I don't have to do weird things like sea swimming or Movember, you know, it's like always oh, a mad people that grow. Oh, look at him! He's got a, you know, he's done a Movember. Oh, look at that guy! He he's got a mullet. You're so mad, aren't you? Fucking dicks! Just go and do something. Go and achieve something. Roll into 2021, ready to smash it. Smash 2021 like Trump smashed 2020. The guy, the champion, our leader, 
and supreme hero of the world, Donald, will stay in. He will win another four. Yes. But that's it. That's where we're at. I'm trying to think of the good things that have happened. All to me, to me, 2020 has been the fastest year in history. It's just happened. Like I remember with the beginner, like, yeah, probably get a few days off work here with this COVID. Boom, a year later, we're still working from home, which is not ideal. But, you know, there are positives out of it. So what I want people to do is in the new year, just can go into it. Now, I've said before on podcasts, I'm not a resolution guy. I just try to set goals for myself and try to get them you know, as best I can, because I don't want to change who I am, because I am perfect. You know, I am the poster boy of what a perfect guy could be. You know, I'm just a really cuddly, bare, happy, friendly, non-bitter dude. You know, just be more like me. Be more Davey, you know. In 2021, be more Davey. Listen to my podcast, subscribe to them, share them out across the world, subscribe to my Patreon, buy tickets to my show at the Ulster Hall. Be more Davey. And also give less of a fuck, because that's when the true happiness arrives. I watched the show last night about Take That. And it was great, because I'm a fan of Take That, first and foremost. And secondly, it was just good to see them all chatting, and the difference between them being boys whenever they all split up in the first instant, they hating each other, they just being like content, grumpy old men. And that's what happens when you get older, you just become content with things. You know, they're like, in it, they're like Gary Barlow's like, I really hated you, Robbie, at the time. You took away our band. Uh, and then um, Hard Donald was like, yeah, at the time I didn't like you, Robbie, because you took away my band. And then I went to Mark Owen and he was like, I didn't like you at the time, Robbie, you took away my band. And it was just really weird. But then at the end, they were like, but now we're back to being brothers again. But now we're back to being brothers again. But now we're back to being brothers again. And it was it was great to see. But that's just, you take the hate and you just, you live with it. You just be like, you know what? I was getting stressed out because arguments are this. Arguments are two people being selfish, wanting what they want. And that's it. So as sometimes, like whenever you have arguments with your mates, I remember where I used to get wild FOMO, you know, fear of missing out of things when there were nights out when I was younger. I was like, oh no, there's this, and I need to go, I need to go. And then you go out and it's kind of a bit shit. And it's like whenever your friends are saying to you, you need to come out, mate, you have to come out. And you're going, I don't really want to come out. And he goes, no, you have to go out. If you think about it, it's your mate going, I want you to do something. And then your counter argument is, but I don't want to do something. So what makes his want for you to do something more important than your want not to do something, you know what I mean? So then once you come to terms that with age, you realize, you know what? The the Rolling Stones were right when they said you can't always get what you want. And that's true. But sometimes it's all about compromise. Pick your battles, strike when you can. Whenever the shoulder's down, hit them with that. You're all grieving, you know what I mean? But I think that's happens when you get older. And I think that's something that I've learned this year is I'm an old guy and I just need to focus on being the best version of me and then doing what I can do, hence the big show next year. It's up to me to do it. I don't care what anyone else is doing. Good luck to everybody that's doing their own thing. Focus on me. Push that. Let's see what we can do. Let's make this podcast as good as can do. Let's all do that. Now, this positivity may very well only last until maybe next week, but we're going to roll with it. And by the way, I've got a wee bit of, of stomach um, upset at the minute. I did a video, it's over on my Patreon, where I just add a load of really hot sauce and... I'm not feeling too good. I feel like my uh, my bunghole is going to be in a bit of a bit of a state, um, too. So I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit concerned, you know, about that. And apologies for 
for the slight belch that I am um, that I delivered there that was not intended and I am I am more mortally embarrassed about that um but yes speaking about patreon there is a bonus episode that goes out every week on patreon it's kind of like this only it's a bit more interactive with listeners now albeit this week the listeners and the patrons were shit and asked me very few questions and i'm like hey i've been sitting here from christmas for two days doing fuck all ask me questions but normally the questions are a bit more kind of personal we go into things a bit more i, I dish out a bit more cost you know throwing a wee bit of shit it's just it's a nice time and there's going to be more going out there. The new podcast coming out in February as well. Only on Patreon there. I've got this uh, additional content coming out as well. So it's a nice time. It's only like five five quid or whatever. And you get all this extra content. And again, I'm trying to make it more Patreon driven, patron driven now. Where if people want stuff, to let me know what they want. And I'll give it you. You know what I mean? And speaking of giving it you, this podcast would not be giving it to you or by you if it wasn't for the sponsors which of course you know by now bebe adrianos mexicanos and uh, bebe adrianos provides good quality food using only the freshest local produce everything is prepared and cooked from scratch on the premises listen a lot of people are like oh my god my christmas stomach my weight blah 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 i don't want to be eating nice food anymore i'm going to be super strict i'm only eating greens and chicken bebe adrianos has your back covered you know why because they make healthy delicious food that being said they've also been nominated for northern ireland's healthiest takeaway at the northern ireland takeaway awards which are going to be happening in january so hopefully by the time we're back in the studio they'll have won the award and if they haven't i'm demanding a, i demand a recount it's fake news you know it's great they've got everything you want burritos fajitas, salad bowls special box meals there's something for everybody and listen if you still want a wee bit of a treat if you're not you know going new year new me all that shit you want to just be dirty there's nothing dirtier than a dirty cock and cow box, which you get at Bebe Adriano's. It's fries, sweet potato fries, Mexican chicken, marinated steak, peppers, onions, dressed lettuce, sweet corn salsa, tomato salsa, and a choice of sauce. And you know what the big guy recommends? <sighs> Smoke paprika, baby, because it's some fire shit, right? Um, if you haven't already tried Bebe Adriano's, what are you waiting for? Get their app from the app store and get 10% off your first order. It's that easy or if you want to be personable like me and you want to ring them get the mobile phone do, do, dial 02891479988 that's 02891479988 for that mexican hook up <clears throat> side guy podcast is also brought to you by the masters of shave balls and dicks yeah Manscaped. They haven't actually told me to sing that. I'm just the man who makes the song. The masters of shave balls and dicks. Do you want to do a bit more rocky? I can do the masters of shave balls and dicks. Ah, yeah, that's what they're all about. Guys, 2020 sucked. All right. It's almost New Year, which means new balls. I mean, not technically, it's not tennis. But Manscaped is the best in below-the-waist grooming, offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men all over the world who are all listeners of this podcast get rid of hair on their balls. If you let yourself go in 2020 in quarantine, Manscaped's there for you for a reboot to stay clean and shaved in 2021. Listen, I hated my balls in 2021. I looked at them and went, I wish you were bald. 
you know, the opposite of what I've said to my own face. I wish you weren't bald, but I wish my balls were bald. I love looking down, seeing my balls being bald. I just love it. It's amazing. It's smooth. It's gorgeous. And Manscaped are here to give you that fresh start with their perfect package 3.0. They're all about the numbers, not one, not two. It's all about 3.0. That's all the right tools for the job. Come out of quarantine with clean balls, thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. The waterproof skin safe trimmer will reduce nicks on your two best friends. Phil and Grant, your bollocks. This third generation trimmer has a light that gives you the glow up you need in 2021. So you can see all the nicks and crannies. You can get the base pubes, you can get the undercarriage pubes, you can get the taint pubes, you can get the bell end pubes if you're really old, I'm so told. I mean, get them all and just make sure that your boys are refreshed and ready for new beginnings in 2021. Manscaped will even throw in the shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included. This is amazing. Get over there, get rid of your hairy balls, end 2020, throw them in the back of the boot with your balls, and just say, listen, I'm not going to be that guy with the hairy ball bag. Fuck Bush. Bush is so last year. I'm a Trump guy. Get it, you know, or Biden. Rat-a-tat-tat. Get it sorted. Get yourself 20% off a of free ship at manscaped.com with the code SLYGUY. That's all capitals, SLYGUY. Whether this is for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend, get them something that they will definitely use and ask them to show you that they've used it. You know, say, Dad, you shaved your pubes, you dirty bastard. And they'll go, haven't done it yet. Show us your dick, Dad. Look at your dad and go, here, Daddy, show me your dick, will you? And you can do that with the code SlyGuy at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off a of free ship at Manscaped.com with the code SlyGuy. Be the ballsiest gift giver ever, man, with Manscaped. And the Sly Guy podcast is also brought to you by Modest Beer. Why am I, why am I clocking up so much this episode? Woo! Modest are an independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers. They are brewed and canned in Hollywood County Down, and they're on a journey with one clear goal in mind. Not to revolutionize the craft beer movement, niche, niche, but to add to it with an amazing, joyous, responsible, honest, and modest brand. If you're keen to know more, contact Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Modest Beer. Give them a follow, say the Sly Guy sent you, or go to modestbeer.co.uk to find your nearest stockist. Now, they've also got a fucking stout out at the minute. Oh, shit. And it's some stuff. It's like a stout with a wee bit extra, you know, because it's 6%. Oh, shit, that is powerful stout. That's going to make you... You're going into twenty. You're going into 2021 with a full belly, a Mexican, a fucking shave balls and dick, and just a fucking stout pout. That's what I want to see. I want to see photos of people with the stout around their lips. I want them to drink the modest stout, get, do the stout pout. That's what I want to see. Listen, we're starting to thing. Get it out there. It's all good, baby. Um, well, I've been chatting for half an hour. Sweet. It means I'll blast through listeners' questions on to the next one. Here, guys, if you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast. I want to read your reviews. I want them to be silly, but also nice. You know, help help a brother out. You know what I'm saying? No gnomes. What's the secret conspiracy you would like to start? My secret conspiracy I would like to start is the conspiracy the people that spread conspiracies are mental. There you go. Shocker alert. You know what? The conspiracy theory guys that are out there talking about conspiracies, they don't leave their house. I want to tell you a story about a guy who I knew. And I say knew, he was a guy that had dealt with in work. What did he do? He said that the government were under complete surveillance of this guy. You know, he's a weird guy. That's fine. Went out to his house because the neighbor was complaining about him. Went in this house. I was like, what's going on? He goes, yeah, apparently the neighbor was like, apparently this guy's pumping drugs up through the roof and it's making me 
um, high as fuck. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a definitely a bizarre complaint. But I went to the guy downstairs. I was like, hey, man, you're not pumping drugs up there. That guy upstairs, are you? And he was like, no, I'm not. I said, it's a weird noise. What's happening in the background there? And he's like, oh, I've got my tap on. I was like, all right, okay, you're cooking up something, having a cup of tea. He was nice, keep the tap on all the time. I was like, why is that? Oh, because the government are trying to poison me with fluoride in the water. And I was like, yes, of course they are. Looking around this guy's house, immaculate. Everything's in order, but there's nothing to be seen. What I did notice, I looked down at plugs, because again, in my job, I was very much like Dexter. Not Dexter, that's wrong. I was like Sherlock. I looked around to try and get clues as to what was happening, because I dealt with antisocial behavior. That's fine. I looked, realized all his plugs were covered with gaffer tape. And I was like, what's all going there? And he's like, oh yeah, just stop the radio waves and microwaves from the government getting into me. And I said, okay, that's kind of mad. And then in his kitchen, he had like a mattress on the floor and like stuff over the top and, you know, he, everything he had, a tinfoil around it. And I was like, you do know that's a conductor and all that, but I didn't want to get into that. And he's like, yeah, the government are trying to take me over. And I was like, all right, that's pretty mad. But fair play to you. Good luck. You're causing no harm. Leave to it. Again, a bit more time passes. The guy rings back up. This time we've got the guy upstairs who I forgot to mention before was bald. This time around, he's wearing a full mask. He's ahead of his time, maybe for Corona. Nah, this guy's like, nah, this guy's poisoning me with drugs. I'm wearing a mask. He's a big muscle guy. Looks like Bane. Put the mask on. He's like, you're poisoning me. And I was like, that sounds pretty pretty out there guy and he's like yeah well i'm going to my doctor about this i'm going to get him to test the mask you'll see there's cannabis weed in that mask and i'll be proven right what actually did happen was he went to the doctor with the mask on like being the doctor did a test no cannabis weed section for his own benefit good news story went back down he was like yeah so he's pumping the drugs through and he's been up banging all night and i went play yeah and he goes no not that kind of banging he goes literal banging he had a hammer he's banging he's banging he's banging and i go that's kind of weird i wonder what he's at went down into his house like hey man a lot of banging last night what's been going on and he was like hey not that kind of banging and i was like i know because i would have been like play yeah but he's like listen what i've done obviously as I was building a hut in my spare room so I can get in there and hide from the microwaves of the government trying to pollute my mind. And I went, okay, nice. He brought me in this room. It was like something from Dexter. There was plastic sheeting all around the place. It was flipping all there. Just this wee tin hut in the middle of it. And I was like, this is weird. This looks like a murder room with a tin hut in it. And the guy was like, yeah, what I do basically is just come in here, close the door protect myself from the government now what the point of that story is that's a conspiracy guy who's let things get too far that's a real life story 100 by the truth i could tell you the guy's name but don't want to get sued another thing he does wears a hat all the time with tinfoil and it stop wearing conducting materials you doofus you know, and stop thinking the government care about day-to-day guys they don't they care about big business they care about making money they care about being crooks they don't care about us making our own living unless you got a dodgy hard drive and a lot of conspiracy guys dodgy hard drives boom 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 why am i dabbing so much i'm buzzing after all that hot sauce thanks for the question no mums you got me buzzing Woo! owen kelly says all right dave huge thanks for the christmas miracle that was your reunion with the world's youngest pensioner and the birth of butterworth very very funny and that was the boytown podcast listen I am a wild guy. Shane is afraid to podcast with me because I'm so wild. I say things that might get him into trouble because he, you know, wants to be a TV presenter. He wants to be a clean cut presenter guy. He wants to be like Patrick Kilty. He wants to marry a nice presenter, even though he's married and his wife's amazing. He wants to marry. He wants to marry Maya Maya Jama, you know, and that's what he wants to do. And I mean, I'm gonna be the the virus that brings him into the world with me and make him do boy time again not really we're not doing that again but i'm glad you enjoyed it um but one of my main challenges is dealing with lockdown is that my parents can in fact be raging fascist tory bastards how would you deal with that you know what i'd say listen 
Politics is politics. People who are politicians are all crooked. You don't be a politician unless you take a brown envelope. If you want to do something real in the world, be a comedian. Put your message out via this medium. You know, that's what we're all about. I just think any politician dodgy in some way. Um, but, you know, the Tories, this is the thing with politics, right? Throughout history, one regime fucks everything, then the other regime comes in to try and fix it and inevitably fucks it. It's just a continual rotation of people fucking everything. Don't trust any of them. They're all fucking it all up. Everyone fucks everything. And if your parents want to be fascists, let them live. They'll be dead soon and you'll have their inheritance. Boom! Why am I dabbing? Stop that. Um, John Joe Flood, the sensei himself, thank you very much for the hat. I'm going to wear it in the next podcast. I'm going to wear it today because it's too sweaty after taking... Some hot sauce on board. He says, hey, I'm Davish. I've been listening to a lot of Naughty's R&B over the Christmas period. I love that. Um, if you're horny, get to it. Ride my pony. Love it. Um, just wondering if you could maybe furnish us with a quick nail cover and drop in a quick Dizzy Rascal interlude for good measure. Mm. What does Neo like to sing? And I'm so thick of love songs, so set of teeth, so done with wishing you were still here. And I'm so sick of love songs, so sad and so. So why did I turn off the radio? What about that? We mix up. Yeah, that was nice. Um, Jack Core said, what was Epstein's Island like with Tim McGarry? Listen, there's been a lot said about my comments about Tim McGarry and Epstein's Island. People are mistaken what I said and quote me wrong. I did not say I was on the island with Tim McGarry. I said Tim McGarry told me he was on the island with Epstein, right? That's what I said. Get your facts right. So I don't know, but I will ask Tim. I know Tim's having a bit of downtime here at the minute, so I might send him a text, wish him well, and be like, here, what went on on the island there? Tim, you need to tell me. Andy Lee says, good evening, the North Down Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. Hope you and the family had a lovely Christmas. With the feasting of Christmas, I am partial to a bit of sausage meat, stuffing in the turkey. Our whole family is. Can you imagine the shock when my wife, on our first Christmas, married two years ago, informed me that her family doesn't do stuffing on Christmas dinner? Whoa. Naturally, an annulment of the marriage was considered. That's what I'm talking about, Andy. But this year, I succeeded in converting her to the ways of the stuffing. Listen, if one thing I can always say, your wife needs a good stuffing, all right? And it's up to you. You give her that stuffing, Andy, all right? Give her it. Make her love it and make it taste great. Um, so naturally, the leftovers go in a sandwich. Um, but what is your ideal leftover sandwich? See, this year, my dad, every year, from about the last five years, has brought me a cooked ham and, my, and nothing brings joy to my heart more than getting the cooked ham at Christmas. So what I do is I just have the cooked ham sandwiches when I'm drinking my Baileys and my wine and it's a great time. So um, with leftovers this year, I had I had this the classic bread, turkey, ham, bit of gravy, bit of stuffing. I know that and some people call that the moist maker. You know, they call the sandwich the moist maker. I call my coupon the moist maker, if you know what I mean. Um, but that is ideal. And I wouldn't mind a wee chipolata on the side. You know, just the, the suck or whatever. Phil McSee said, it's, cur it's, it's curfew, it's curfew time. When you know it's time to curfew, when you know it's time to curfew, when it's curfew time. Ooh. Um, my question is, do you reckon you would have abided by the 8 p.m. curfew if you were prime Hallian age? I'm sure there'll be plenty of underground NYE parties, despite the obvious super spreader risk. Listen, my man, what I want to say to you is when I was younger, I was always a, like... 
I was always the careful guy that got into trouble. I was always the one that tried to avoid trouble and inevitably got into trouble. And then when I got the sort of prime messer age, I was a bit of a I was a bit of a scamp. You know, I like but again, I think I would just stay in, you know, because again I always enjoyed my own company. I always enjoyed playing video games. I've probably just done that when it was all over, gone and made your piss up. Or alternatively, just drank a bottle of Buckfast and a bottle of, of, of blue aftershock and then some Goldschlager and just passed out in my, my, my bedroom. My dad would have had to put me to bed. You know, that would have been good New Year's Eve for me. But I've never been a big New Year's Eve fan. I've always found it to be overrated, boring, too expensive and hard to get home. Much rather just be in the gaff. And 100% this New Year's Eve, I'll be asleep by midnight because I'm 34. I mean, come on. Get on with it. Michael, the Dean of Mean, Jardine has said, who's the sexiest... <laughs> Who's the sexiest loyalist paramilitary, living or dead? And why is it Doris Day Gray? Also, we've seen this cool document, document this documentary on UDA hardman Sam McCrory. Also, I've, I've seen a really cool UDA document on Sam McCrory as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, Doris Day definitely had the best style. He was definitely popping. He was a bit of a nature boy. You know, he had the, the pastel shirts, the curtains. You know, but I, I must admit, I am a fan of the more you know, the more uniform look of just skin, head, bit of an earring and a bit of a tan, a bit of muscle. You know, I'm all about that Stone Cold Steve Austin style paramilitary look. I think Doris Day stood out with his, with his nature boy looks, but I'm more about Stone Cold. So I think the generic shaved ball tan look, you know, you, you can't go amiss. And have I seen that documentary? Yes, very enjoyable. McCrory, you know, um, Sam McCrory enjoyed the finer things in life. And by that, I mean other guys you know fair play each their own um trevor mcmenna said have you ever tried a moist maker listen said before the coupons of the moist maker but i have tried a moist maker and i've actually tried it in pug uglies and even though i'm affiliated with them 10 out 10 would recommend check that out next christmas ben lonsdale has asked how did you and shane meet basically what happened they accidentally flicked the lights on and Pipeworks when we were in the dark sauna together and we're like, oh no, you're that guy from that thing. And he's like, you're that guy from that thing too. And I went, oh no. And we just became mates. Um, you know, that's that's the true story. But what other people will say that we really met at the Edinburgh Fringe and um, when I was there with FNT and he was there by himself. So, you know, that's probably where we really met. And yeah, our, our friendship blossomed from there. And we're, we're kind of like brothers now because we, we love each other and we hate each other. So that's fair. Um, Nathan, hey, Nathan, Nathan Costilia has said to me, I was just checking the time of the podcast there because there's no Ben here. Nathan Costilia has said to me, hey, Davey, we all know about the dictator bathroom, but would you ever add a serial killer scullery? Perhaps you could have some tasteful lumps by Ed Gein or the Albert Fish Slice or the Edmund Kettle. I mean, the Edmund Kettle, obviously a reference to Edmund Kemper there. Cheers and keep pumping. Albert Fish, don't like Albert Fish. As a serial killer, I think he's a gross guy. I don't like serial killers that kill kids. That freaks me out a bit because I'm a dad now. Don't mind people that just kill. Again, people that kill women also a bit sly. We kill dudes. Sweet. Like Jeffrey Dahmer, top guy, you know, whatever. Um, but would I have a scullery? No, because it would scare me. You know, Ed Gein should probably, you know, get get a job in Ikea or somewhere. Like he is other. Like I feel Ed Gein was probably not so much a killer or a, a, a psycho pervert dude, but more so a frustrated designer you know i feel like he lived in uh, i think it was illinois was it was was it wisconsin he was in wisconsin probably playing fields wisconsin that's where he was from what a memory um and he you know didn't really have access to the finest fabrics to make you know cushions or lamps so he just you know what is his nearest resource F human bodies dig them up make them into pillows 
Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt, and Fanny's also your lamp. <laughs> so, you know, that's probably what he's at, but I wouldn't do the story. It would frighten me. But what I am doing is a serial killer podcast, so keep an eye out fe- February. Anyway, and last but not least, Red13, do you like dogs? Red, I do. And I can see by your picture, you've got um, that big red dog as your uh, as your profile picture, which is respectable. You know, Clifford the big red dog, but he looks pretty mean because it's the live action version, whatever. Fair play to Clifford. Um, but yeah, guys, that, that is the end of the podcast. I've said what I want to say. I don't want to just do another podcast where you recap the year and talk about whatever. I just want to be silly. So what I want to say to you guys is listen. We're through 2020. We've got through it together. You, me, the squad, you know, we're there. We've done it. We're on to next year. Let's go into the next year with our heads held high. Look forward. Let's do what we can do. Let's look after each other. And I mean, everyone's New Year's resolution, even though I don't do them, should be subscribed to this podcast, rate and review it, and buy tickets to my Ulster Hall show. Because that's what I want to do. The sooner I sell that baby out, the sooner I don't have to talk about it, the sooner you won't see me posting about it, and the sooner I'll just have a really good show for you. So, guys, listen. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's not go wild. Let's not get too stressed out. Let's make 2021 a year to remember. And let's just keep washing our hands and shaving our balls and wearing our masks and looking after our grannies, all right? I hit the ground so hard on my big stumpy foot there that I have actually caused vibration throughout the entire room. And that's what we're all about here. Guys, listen, take care of yourself. Godspeed. Happy New Year. Support local comedy. Um... And, you know, vote for whoever you want to, because I can... the fuck? Take care. Godspeed. Be real. Stay gangster. Whatever. I'm the slack guy.